1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, August the 2nd. Also known as, it's Major League Baseball Trade Deadline Day. We'll dive into it all, luckily. The Phillies night off last night so we can hone in on the important stuff today. The deadline at 6 p.m. today. The Phillies and Braves started two-game series tonight. No better symbol for what Dave Dombrowski needs to do. Then the fact that Nick Nelson is starting a bullpen game tonight in Atlanta. All right. You know, what more do you need to know? That this team is eight games above five hundred. They are currently alone in a wild card spot. And we have Nick Nelson starting a bullpen game in Atlanta. In a meaningful game. The Atlanta Braves, by the way, meanwhile, yesterday. Traded for uh, an extra player in Grossman. uh, uh, Signed Austin Riley to a 10-year, $212 million contract. What's the deal with all the hometown discounts in Atlanta? I mean, seriously. Acuna signs the most team-friendly deal in the history of baseball to the point where he fires his agent after it. Ozzie Albies follows suit. Matt Olson does. Not quite to the same level. A bigger contract, but still. And then freaking Austin Riley. 20 million a year for Austin Riley? 21 million a year for the next decade? What is happening here? Why? Does Alex Anthopoulos have some sort of, like... Is he trained in hypnotism? Or does he have some sort of magical power? That he can get these guys to agree to these deals when they are so clearly below market value? And I know you're buying at years' arbitration, but... Man, I'm annoyed. We play him the night. We got stupid Nick Nelson on there. No offense, Nick. It's not you personally. It's like, come on, Dave Dombrowski. Let's freaking go. Okay. It's trade deadline day. I'm watching teams around the league make moves. Let's go through some of the moves we've seen already and then we'll look ahead. But, you know, one of them that stood out is, oh, Jose Quintana's name on the Phillies list. Who trades for him? The freaking Cardinals trade for him. Sure. Cool. Better do something, David. All right, let's look at the moves that have been made so far. There have been some, some, some at least the important moves, the moves that affect the Phillies. Biggest move of the day yesterday, there were two. Both affect the Phillies directly, indirectly, however you want to say it. The one that I, I guess directly affects them in the sense that um, they are competing with the two teams that made the deal. And I think the most surprising deal of the day yesterday was, unexpectedly, the San Diego Padres sending Josh Hader to, excuse me, the Milwaukee Brewers sending San- Josh Hader to the Padres. Super unexpected move. Obviously, we had had the Luis Castillo trade already. We had the Benatende trade, a couple moves made prior to yesterday. But yesterday, it really seemed like the action got going, and that Hader trade started it all off as San Diego trades. Their closer, Taylor Rogers has been struggling lately, but has had a... Overall, nice season along with uh, some other pitchers. A prospect to Milwaukee for the best closer in baseball, Josh Hader. A really interesting trade there, as that you know, first and foremost, you rarely see two teams who are competing directly for playoff spots um, make such a high-profile trade. Look, the Phillies and, and Cardinals traded you know, JoJo Romero and Mundo Sosa. We talked about that. That's a low-level trade that's not changing anything most likely. But man, Ader for Taylor Rogers plus is a big trade, and a trade where you know the Brewers are in first place in the Central. The Padres are one of the wild card teams right now. It's a really, really interesting move. It's going to be fascinating to see how that shakes up the Brewers. I think one of the few teams in baseball that um, you know, does type seem to make these type of wait what moves and. For what it's worth, they're usually pretty right about it, but but a fascinating one. The other big trade yesterday that affects the Phillies in the sense that it was a name the Phillies were in on, um, at least, you know, theoretically, you know, and we've talked so much about starting pitcher and all that, uh, Frankie Montas, the, the, one of the top names on the market, signed through next season, really, really good pitcher, um, traded the Yankees, mm-hmm. along with Lou Trevino, and uh, Yankees didn't have to give up one of their top five prospects to do it. So, look, I know they gave up a really solid package of players. It feels like Dombrowski is being very tight right now. Very tight. And look, maybe today we get Tyler Maley or he blows us away and gets Hector Rodone or, or whatever. We'll get into those names. But right now, seeing what Montas went for and knowing that, you know, that's a guy who not only helps you this year but next year. And, and Lou Trevino comes in the trade, too. is the current closer for the A's and has been pitching much better since uh, a rough start to the season. Got hurt, came back, and has been, or had, got COVID, came back, and it's been really, really good for them. And, and like, you don't give up a top five prospect. And yes, the Yankees have a better farm system in, in, than the Phillies. So they're, they're you know, seventh and twelfth and whatever they are prospects are, are better than the Phillies in that spots. But you're telling me you couldn't get a deal done for Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino? I would have given up a, a real name for that. I would have given up Ohapi for, for for Montas. I know most people might not, but I would. I would this team is there here. Here's the thing. And again, we're going to look ahead to what's left on the, the docket for the day, so to speak. But again, so many moves happening real quick before we get into, you know, um, again, Jose Quintana traded to the Cardinals. That is a, again, a direct, um, competition with your team, the Phillies, uh, Trey Mancini outfielder, first baseman gets traded to the Astros, a nice player. Um, Tommy Pham, who I don't particularly want, but get straight to the Red Sox and Reds. But names are being moved, okay? And there's there's still a lot to go, obviously. But, you know, it's it's a little a little nerve-wracking. And look, Dave Dombrowski has, you know, till 6 p.m. today. That's it. That's the deadline. And um, look, we, we talked a lot about what Dombrowski said heading into the deadline, that, you know, he's not mortgaging the future, that he doesn't think the team is, quote-unquote, there yet, and all that stuff. and you know philosophically it's one of those things that we've debated and discussed and I still battle with like I want them to go out and and make moves but I also understand the philosophy and and at my core believe that drafting and developing has been the sole biggest reason for the 140 years of of disappointment that has been the Philadelphia Phillies or I guess you know minus 10 years 130 out of 140 or whatever <laughs> 125 out of 140 or whatever, has been that they've drafted and developed poorly. You know, we've talked about that a million, million times, but I do think that matters. But at the same time, I also think that, you know, that, look, most prospects don't turn into anything. It is what it is. It's it's and You can't run your team that way. You need these guys. You need these guys to be valuable and to come up. And, you know, a lot of these contracts, the Braves are signing Acuna and Albies and Riley, these guys who are studs, they're all homegrown guys. So, like, it matters. Don't get me wrong. I'm not... You know, but I also think that you know, you have a core right now that is eight games above five hundred. They have fought without Bryce Harper, without Gene Segura, they have continued to battle through adversity and to find ways to win play- games and um and again for a team that has not made the playoffs in eleven years, for a team that, you know, as a franchise <laughs> Has had such a, a long drought for a team where you've committed to the guys on the roster so aggressively. Again, you know, Schwerber's getting 20 million a year. Castellanos is getting 20 million a year. Romeo's getting 23 and a half a year. Wheeler's getting over 20 million a year. Harper's getting 25 million a year. You know, then you got Segura at 15 and Didi's not part of the core, but you're giving him I mean, you got you get a lot of money. You're over the luxury tax, but also you got a. you know, when you look at the guys, the guys, the 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 hundred million dollar guys I just mentioned are close to hundred twenty million year type guys, and then you know the young guys in the group here. Like this is a core that has been committed to that you have made investments in. That a lot of the guys are in the prime of their career, and you know especially with Harper coming back and great news yesterday as Harper gets the pins removed from his hand, cleared to ramp up baseball activities. Let's go, baby! I mean, what you know talk about a, a deadline trade getting Bryce Harper back seems like a good one. Uh, obviously, we're we're still a ways away from coming back, but but you know on the on the recovery track, um, you know Harper works his butt off to get back, and and he comes back to a, the same team like a team you don't make moves for. You know, tell this core Schwarber and these guys who've gone out and battled and fought. Eh, I don't know, you know, we're not there yet, guys. You can't do that, especially with the expectations that were set on this season. Especially in the situation you're in. Look, I understand if you're not going to mortgage the future, I wouldn't either. I would not give up one of our best players for a rental. Uh, you know, unless I was guaranteed that guy was gonna sign here. Like I need someone here for, for a longer period of time than the rest of this season if I'm gonna give something up for a rental. But Montes would be here past this season. Tyler Maley, a name we'll talk about in a minute, would be past this season. I get it, but you know, you gotta you gotta commit to this group. How do you go in that locker room in the clubhouse and say, guys, listen, um, you know, we're not there yet. We got this catcher who is a top one hundred prospect who, you know, obviously can't play for us for three years in the majors because of JT, but someday we, we really think he's gonna be valuable. And <laughs> I get it. I think he's valuable. I'm not ripping up a hoppy or the 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 player or the the asset, but it's like at a certain point you gotta be willing to part with some of these guys, even as a franchise that is not drafted and developed well. And now's the time. Like, how do you not commit to this team? How? They're eight games above 500. They keep winning. The schedule's there for the taking. They're right there in it. And most importantly, like, we just saw last season how a team, literally at this point in the season, right now, last year, right now is when the Braves started their run. They were under 500 when the month of August started. Under 500. Then they traded for Jack Peterson. They traded for Eddie Rosario. They traded for Jorge Soler. And again, low-level moves. You know, to counter what I'm saying about not investing You know, those were the moves up when the Braves were the World Series. Now, they were a better team to begin with. but um, And they got hot now. And they won the World Series. They got hot now and won the World Series. That's the thing. If you make moves, if you had Frankie Montas instead of the Yankees, and you get to the playoffs, you can beat any of these teams. I mean, you're not the favorite, but it's baseball. That's the beauty of baseball. If you've got Wheeler, Nolan, Montas on a month-long heater, you can win the World Series. It's that simple. You know? You got three pitchers that good if they pitch up to their ability, and again, that's a big question. There's all it's up like... That wins you a World Series, potentially. Some key hits, some key outs, you're there. And again, I don't think it's, you know, obviously it's not even, not just not likely, it's, it's very unlikely that that were to happen, but you can't just look at this team, this group, and say, yeah, you know, not good enough. I, I, I refuse to believe that Dave will not add to this team, and I think he'll make moves. The question is, how significant? You know, I think you look at, and I think, you know, it's been pretty clear that starting pitcher is, um, you know, and I I talked about it for a long time as the number one need on this team, but it's pretty clear that, you know, with the Eflin injury and the, you know, real lack of clarity on if he is going to pitch again this season or not, um, and even if he does, what kind of impact he can have on this season, um, but... Um, you know I, I think that because of that they made it it's pretty clear they need a starting pitcher the bullpen's been so good the last month and a half too that you know that was a need a lot of people thought was necessary and, and is less necessary you know you'd like to see them out of starting center fielder too I mean if I have to watch a double play baseball much more I'm going to lose my freaking mind and I like Matt Veerling but I like Matt Veerling as a guy who can play every position for you and be like a Zobrist type guy I think that's so valuable um but starting pitcher is clearly vaulted to the top of the list as it should, and uh, clearly, you know, I think it's pretty clear the Phillies are getting their messaging out there. I mean, Jim Salisbury told us like 15 times already that the the it's exorbitant, the prices are exorbitant. It's like, all right, Jim, we get it, we get it, we get it, we get it. But you know, that, that's that's the price of doing business. And again, I just think I think it'd be such a mistake for this Phillies team not to invest in this group right now, to not back them. And again, you don't have to, to to go all in to back them. Like, you could get Maylee without giving up your best, best, best prospects, I think. And even if you do, you're not giving up more than one. Maybe you can get Ben Brown and Yohan Rose and something more. Maybe you throw in Ohapi and you just say, let's go. You're not giving up Abel. You're not giving up Painter. You're not giving up McGarry. Like, you can get these guys. And look, center field-wise, like, look, uh, you know, Ian Happ, That'd be cool. Not expecting it. Michael Taylor. Sure. Go get a guy who's been one of the best defensive center fields in baseball this year and has is, is hit solid. You know, 275, gets on base, can run a little bit. Let's go with that guy. That's fine. Sure. Again, like, there are ways to upgrade this team. And I just, I can't believe that Dave Dombrowski, with the way this team has played and the way this team has fought, isn't going to do it. The names that are out there that have been connected to the Phillies that are floating around for starting pitcher, Montas, you know, seemed like the top name on the market who was realistically getting it traded. You know, I think you'd put Pablo Lopez there as well, and that name has been floated around. The thing with Pablo is he is signed for two more seasons after this season. Montas just won, so the price on Pablo, and mainly just won, the price on Pablo probably pretty exorbitant. Um, we've seen Pablo pitch a lot. We know how good he is. I don't think the Marlins trade him, but it's an interesting name out there. I do think the Phillies would have to give up a lot to get him, but I would be in on Pablo Lopez, considering the years of control. That sounds like a win to me. The the And then I think the the most, again, if I'm talking about the most likely name that I would be happy with, you know, to because, to, again, I think the most likely name is probably Noah Syndergaard. And I'm not super psyched about Syndergaard. Like, it's fine. You know, he is um, someone who obviously has talent, um, but has struggled to stay healthy. He's pitching a six-man rotation in Los Angeles, so you'd have to really get him used to pitching every fifth day and all that. And um, you know, has been fine this year, three three RA, but it's also you know striking out far less than a batter per inning. The stuff has not been as hit as as nasty and all that. I just I don't love the Syndergaard move. He's only signed through the rest of the year. It's a free, you know, a, a rental type pickup. You'd have to in my mind, not give up a lot to make that happen for how I would feel good about it. Look, Syndergaard is better than Bailey Falter, so I'll take it. But that's my guess of who I think they do end up with. If I had to pick one of the ones who I think is, um, at least potentially likely who would make me most happy left is them going to get Tyler Maley and John, John Heyman had connected them to Maley along with twins early in the morning. Um, so look, I, uh, I think Tyler Maley's good. I <laughs> think he's a good pitcher. Um, was really good last year for Cincinnati. Um, started the year rough this year and has put it together. has been very good lately. Um, dude's just got stuff, and he's talented. And uh, he would come in and immediately be the Phillies. You know, along with Suarez, that's the thing. If Ranger turns the corner, him and Suarez as your 3-4 is pretty freaking nasty. Like, if Ranger's good, you got a top four that's that's up there with any in baseball legitimately. That's how good Malley is. And that's how good Ranger can be. And and hopefully he's turning the corner. Love the idea of going to get Maile. I don't think Maley, and again, I know the market is exorbitant, but if Montas went for not one of the top five Yankees prospects, like, you can't get Maley for less. Maley should go for that. They got Trevino with it too. I, I think Maley is the best target out there who makes the most sense. Now, um, one other name that I would be very happy with, but it, it goes against what I just said in the sense that he would be a rental. He has reached certain clauses already that allow him to opt out, and I don't see why he wouldn't because he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, or at least seeming like he's turning into one. And um, you know, by the end of the year, I think he has a chance to be in the Cy Young race. Um, but Carlos Rodone, who has been just nasty for the Giants, um, you know, one of the bright spots for a Giants team that has been, for the most part, a, disappoint, a disappointment um, this this year, um, but. Um, still in it, obviously, so I don't know if they will actually move Rodon. The, the fact that he can get out of his contract at the end of the year most likely makes it, I think, more likely he's going to get traded. Um, currently a three-even ERA. Uh, he has 158 strikeouts and only 123 innings. Dude has been awesome. Um, by the end of the season, I don't think he wins the side. I don't think he's dug himself too big a hole, but I think he's the kind of guy by the end of the season is, is one we talk about. I was like, wow, Rodon, what a season. He's been nasty lately. Again, this would be an expensive trade for someone who's only here half a season. Um, it depends what it takes. He's the one rental I would consider because he's just so good. And I honestly think if you get Carlos Rodon, you have a, a actual chance to win the World Series in a legitimate way. Uh, I think he's that kind of a difference maker as a pitcher um, added to this team. Now, you know what would it take to cost? What would it take to get him? Probably a lot. Um, I don't think they would ultimately go that way. Um, But he's a name to mention and a name to throw out there. And and ultimately, you know, you don't want him dealing with Farhan. I'm sure he'll take advantage of him. But um, I'm interested in it. Depends how much of a cost. Um, Other names that I I don't want but that are possible. Madison Baumgartner, a couple years left or at least, you know, a year after this. And it's for solid money. I just not in. Um, I know he's got a 380 RA, which, which looks fine. But. Uh, you know, they look at the whip. He's got a whip over 1-3. He's been getting hit hard. He's not been striking guys out. I have very little interest in I know that, you know, playoffs and all that, but Chad Cool, you know, has been terrible for the Rockies. It's in Colorado, but just so not interested. Zach Plesak, um, brave, uh, excuse me, Indians pitcher, just not super interested in that either. You know, he's fine. Uh, again, I think he'd probably be better than Bailey Falter, but... Man, um, it really does look like the market, in a lot of ways, has dry, dry, dried up in certain spots, if you know what I mean. Um, but I do think there are names out there, as we just talked about. There are guys still available who the Phillies can can add to make their team better and to commit to this group that's here. And I think you got to go out and get one of these pitchers. I mean, they desperately need it, and I know it could be a little expensive, but there's some real potential if they can do this to, to really make a run, you know, to, to do something special this year to make the playoffs. And look, the Braves are, I mean, the the Cardinals are out there getting Jose Quintana. You know, what are the Phillies doing? There are some other names, one name that's, that's been brought up a fair amount that um, I don't think will end up happening. He's having a very good year as an all-star, but um, also another guy who's a, a rental guy done at the end of the year is Martin Perez in Texas has been very good for the Rangers. I would be, Fine with it if it didn't cost too much, but again, it's a rental and I think it could cost something. But he is a, a nice pitcher who would make this team better. I think we've hit most names. Nathan Evaldi out there. I would not want Evaldi, but of course, we have the the Dave Dombrowski connection there with Boston, the World Series, that whole thing. So, you know, I wouldn't totally rule that out. And then again, center fielders, I think, you know, Ian Happ, Ramon Laureano, Michael Taylor, a few of the names that are out there. Um, I would be happy with any of those guys, honestly. Um, I think they make the Phillies better. They're better than doble. I wouldn't want to give up a ton for Taylor. I don't think I'd really want to give up a ton for any of them or a ton-ton, but I do think Ian Happ would be worth something. Um, but I think ultimately, like, I mean, what it comes down to is is Dave needs to make moves regardless of anything and everything, right? I mean, this team is, is been too good and they've fought too hard, and they've battled through adversity too much for Dave to do nothing here. You know? And I think he'll do something, but I'm talking do a little more than something. You know, you don't have to blow the doors off this, but go get Tyler Maley. Go give this team a chance. Go bring Michael Taylor in to play some great defense and center and make up for the corner outfielders. That sounds cool. Yeah. Go get that guy. Do something to make this team better, Dave. Like... Again, I am all for being smart as a a franchise. We've made mistakes in the past. I get it. But don't go too far. Don't be willing to commit to a team that has a chance to have a a, a fun season and maybe a special season for a fan base that has had so few of those. It matters. And this team is worth committing to. And I think you can do it in a smart way without submarining your future, Dave. All right. Um, Speed of which, tonight they're back at it. Uh, Nick Nelson versus Spencer Strider, a perfect example of why you need to make moves. The Braves just bring up Spencer Strider. It's like, okay, now you're rookie of the year guy and just kick him butt. And the Phillies start Nick Nelson in this game in a bullpen. I mean, for what more do you need to see than tonight's matchup? Dave, you should open the—I was going to say the newspaper— Old guy reference there. Dave, turn on your phone and just look at the MLB app and say, All right, who's on the schedule? Oh, look at us. We're playing the Braves. Who we got? Oh, Nick Nelson. Oh, Spencer. Oh, okay. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I see what I see it. I see it right there. Okay, let's go do something. Like, do something. Commit to this team, Dave. Seriously. Like, please, buddy. The time is now. Dave Dombrowski, it is your day. Make it happen. Please do something. Wheeler on the hill tomorrow against Morton. You love that. And then we have a nice four-gamer against the Washington Nationals coming up this weekend. So feel good about that. Let's all hope Juan Soto's on that team because I just don't get why they would trade him. We talked about this. It just makes no sense. Like, such a massive franchise decision. Wait till the offseason. There'll be more teams involved. Those teams aren't going to be out of it. I don't need to do the rant again. We'll see what happens today. I don't think he gets traded. we'll see how the day goes. Six o'clock today. A big one. By tomorrow, when we are talking, we will know what the future of this Philly season looks like in, in greater detail. Let's hope, let's hope, let's hope Dave Dombrowski goes out and adds some guys, and, uh, and we get a fun stretch. Whatever happens, though, so, obviously. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 now. On the Phillies
1: 24-7. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.